Welcome to Finding Certainty with your host and U.S. Army veteran, Patrick Lang. Over the next hour, you'll learn from Patrick and his expert guests how to attract more certainty into your business and your life. Now, here is your host, Patrick Lang. Welcome to Finding Certainty. Appreciate you being with us this morning. Uh, Very excited about uh, today's guest. I refer to him as a renaissance man of business and finance because it's really what he is. And as you hear Tony's story this morning, uh, I think he'll be impressed. I think you'll agree. So we're meeting with Anthony Salazar, Tony uh, T-Money Salazar, as he's known. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He is a uh, a serial entrepreneur, a founder and CEO of uh, Mayville Academy, environmental responsible uh, company, which uh, ERC Nevada, as it's known, and uh, a, really a foremost expert in cryptocurrency and blockchain. So we're going to be getting into some of that today. If you have any interest in crypto, how to uh, prepare for it, profit from it, protect yourself, uh, the list goes on. You'll be uh, very interested in today's conversation. We're sitting here with one of the well, one of the experts. Thank, thank you, Patrick, for having me here. I, I, I really uh, enjoy your show. So uh, it's just exciting to, you know, give out some information, you know, a little bit about myself. Uh, my journey started as uh, when I was in college. I, I was a banker. I was a teller, just like any, any, anybody else, you know, started from the ground level. And then I really started getting into the operations parts of banks, mainly ATMs, you know, fulfilling the ATMs, fixing them, uh, programming them, placing them. And these, those were, that's what my, in my twenties. And, you know, I I was doing credit card processing, that kind of thing. And once you understood how the network of banking and finance really works, I started to ask a lot of questions, you know, how our money is, you know, works. Like, you know, you kind of see the Wizard of Oz and you kind of see the levers uh, behind the the curtain. And you're like, wow, this is, um, I mean, it's kind of volatile. It's really not, you know, certain. And however, the system, you have these big institutions uh, that tout that they're, you know, pretty solid and, you know, they're trustworthy and they market themselves that, that way. But behind the scenes, they're, they're pretty, uh, it, it, they're pretty volatile. And I think you can kind of see that today with SVB and some of the, uh, these regional banks going under mm-hmm. or, you know, going into receivership through the FDIC. So there's that, you know, well, so... Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting because you think of it as, you know, FDIC insured, and that means that my money is safe and uh, and so forth. But it is precarious, uh, especially as things change globally, as there are, there are everything from terrorist th- threats to global pandemics to uh, um, the changes with blockchain and so forth and so on. And, and in many sense, blockchain is making it more secure, which we're going to get into. Yeah, a lot of people don't understand that. I'm starting to. I'm. A, I still consider myself a blockchain novice, but I think I know more than a, a lot of people because I've been dabbling in it for the last few years. But really looking forward to hearing uh, hearing that and getting into that topic with you. So, uh, thank you. And uh, you know where 
you know, what I do and my, I guess my mission and passion was education and really telling people and educating them on how money works, uh, you know, true. So you can pretty much so you can be certain, <laughs> no pun intended, <laughs> but about your future, your, your legacy that you can leave behind, uh, you know, as an insurance as well, you know, life insurance and that kind of thing. So estate planning. So as a business owner, really, the reason why most people get in a business is because they want to leave something. They want to make something out of themselves, right? They want to leave something behind that's a legacy, maybe a name brand, right? Um, think about the big corporations that you have today. They started with an idea back, you know, maybe 100 years ago or 50 years ago or even 10 years ago. And now they're name brands that everybody knows and use. And it was started with an idea. And that idea, you know, could be, and it takes a lot of hard work and and maybe, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs like myself and business owners that I've coached throughout the time. And Maybelle Academy is an entrepreneur academy. Uh, one of the things in education, you know, in our, uh, in like elementary school and high school, even college and universities, they don't teach entrepreneurship at all so i had to kind of like the hard knocks school of hard knocks to <laughs> do like learn what to do and not to do and you know doing business here in the united states is not it's not the same as doing business in canada or, or mexico or or another country you know you kind of you know everybody has their own laws even other states um so you kind of have to get guidance all the time <clears throat> and that's what Maybill is all stands for. I have it's it's five pillars. It's actually an acronym, A M A B I L. And it's all about, you know, your mentorship, getting a mentor to in the field that you want to build. Uh A stands for accounting, B stands for banking, I stands for insurance, and L stands for legal. So those are the five pillars to build a successful business because you know, you want to be risk managing, you know, with insurance and knowing where your money is going and being certain when you make a decision on your business, you have a picture of what your financials are at all time. And now that with the invent of computing, um, you know, that now it's just a click of a button with a book, you know, QuickBooks or Peachtree or any of those softwares that you can use. And it's getting easier and easier for people to to really get organized, right? Um, and I encourage that. I encourage that everybody understands their financial, I call it the financial career. And, um, you know, I know I'm going to talk about Robert Kiyosaki, uh, his EB, you know, his quadrant, it's called. And I kind of take that, but and I take it to a next level uh, because everybody, just like in life, you have four stages in your life, right? Um, you have your childhood, you have your teenage years where you kind of rebel, then you're an adult and you're mature and you start making your own family. And then, then you get into the empty nester golden years, right? Where you retire or, right? So those are the four stages of life. That's natural. It's a natural progression of the universe of your life. Mm -hmm. And so if people plan that way, and they say even financially, like when your children are born, you know, you can start planning then, like right in their 
their formidable years so that they can, you know, educate them on how to use money. What is the benefit is, uh, you know, of money? What is, uh, what is the difference between currency and money, which is most people don't understand that. What's the difference between money and capital? It's, there is an actual difference. And uh, most people actually use those terminologies um, as money, which is not the truth. There's, there's a, definitely a difference in that. So, you know, having solutions for them to pretty much put them in an, I mean, that's what I think everybody, every parent wants, right, is to have, uh, to leave something behind. Mm -hmm. And not only that, to grow their, their um, legacy after they're done, right, in this world, and have that satisfaction that, um, you know, they built something in your lifetime. You know, we, we only have... I mean, if you, if God willing, gives you 100 to maybe 120 years, maybe in that range, I mean, God willing. And so if you plan that way, um, you know, you have a plan to succeed and not a plan to fail. So if you teach the, your, your, your young ones, your, your children from an early age, how to have entrepreneurship, uh, entrepreneurship um, you know, same thing. Uh, I remember, like myself, even my journey, I started as an employee, right? So same thing, em your employees are your children. Uh, they, they are. They, you got to tell them when to check in, when to check out, when to go to the bathroom. You know, you got to put a list of rules in place so that, you know, there's no shenanigans going on. Um, and then you, you have these, your vendors, your 1099ers, right? Uh per se, and they're like your teenagers, right? They, you can't really tell them what to do because they're not part of the organization, but they're part of your organization independently. And so you have to even put rules, just like in a household, you put rules in place to um, have a, a better, you know, a better organization. So then you being an adult or a, a business owner, because an entrepreneur and being a business owner is very different mindset. So um, and having that system in place to pretty much have a successful business and all of your five, Fortune 500 companies, they, they have their, you know, corporate, they have those uh, just like a family. You have rules of your household, right? And there's people that, you know, don't adhere to the rules and sometimes you got to fire them and you have to come to terms with that and how to discipline and your employees, just like you have disciplined your, your children. And of course, the last stage, or if you have that parallel that I'm talking about, is you become an investor and that's kind of like your retirement or your golden age and you become actually intradependent with your family so right. if you notice how in your older years uh, in your golden years you know the grandpa is always interdependent you know they're they're outside of the scope of your you know they really don't have any liability anymore in your household but definitely they they depend on you to be there and having that that connection so 
Right, but they also um, have years of experience, and you look at them as a mentor and as a as a sounding board, and so forth and so on. So, let me interject real quick because sure. I always start the show out by explaining two reasons why I've invited you as a guest. And for the first, in Tony's case, is as you hear him talk, he has a wealth of uh, knowledge and experience, a lot of it financial related. And I wanted to have him on our show. One, he's the first guest I've had that specializes in crypto or is an expert in crypto. It's a topic we've wanted to discuss. But but um, I refer to him as a renaissance man because he's had so much different experience in so many different ways, so many different arenas and some really interesting stories and experiences that um, he draws from that experience and his insights into business and their life are really fascinating. And secondly, he's constantly forward-looking. What's the next trend coming? What's the Where's the next need? Where's the next risk? He's constantly risk assessing and, uh, and exploring opportunity. And that's what Mabel Academy does uh, to a large extent. It helps, helps businesses and entrepreneurs do exactly that. Look at their business, look at the trends, look at where they're weak, look at where they could be stronger and establish more certainty in their businesses. And so um, tell us a little bit about your, before we get into to more of the philosophy and the insights, uh, tell us a little bit more about your past. So, uh, tell us some of the things, you know, where you're from and some of the things you've done. Sure. I'm, I, I live here in Las Vegas, Nevada. I grew up here in Las Vegas, um, long time vegan. Um, Las Vegas is a very eclectic place to live. It's very international. So I, I met a lot of people from different backgrounds, different cultures, different languages. So I think that would gave me the diversity of that perspective, I guess, and 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 really understanding people and how they work. And one thing's that and so through you know, through banking as a teller, you know, I saw a lot of people, you know, making their deposits and so and so. And so I really interact with that. Then I did sales as well. You know, as a banker, you got to do sales and, you know, opening accounts and whatnot. And so people get really personal on their financials, right? And so uh, a, a good banker will be their, you know, becomes your financial priest per se. Right. Uh, so when I was doing loans and mortgages and whatnot, you know, auto loans, you know, you ask a lot of questions about their background and who, who they are and, and so it just, I just became very curious about how people made money and how their success, maybe learn about their success as well. And so, like I said, I'm a very curious person and I, I really want to know how, what makes people tick or even how things work. And so um, I guess, you know, I was a tinker too, because I was a little bit technically savvy you know i went to school when i went to school university it was for information systems because i really love computers and you know the whole like you said forward thinking of what's life going to be like right so i remember like being a young man in in my 90s in the in the 1990s in seeing the internet born and i thought it was i mean it was this big explosion i i saw the difference because when I was in high school, I had to go to the library and open up, a, crack open a book, right? right? I remember. Right? And so... I, uh, yeah. I distinctly remember them talking about this thing called email. And 
Yeah. Now, what's that? You know, I can, I have a, a clear memory of a day that I first heard about email. It's funny. Yeah, my, my first email was actually when I got to university and the university assigned me an email, right? They were going to communicate with me there. It's like, a, oh, that was easy. That's, that was wonderful. And as I, um, you know, got more technical and, you know, started understanding and I mean, I had, I was, went to a good school and that school really taught me the foundation of things, you know, how to think, how to think critically. So coming out of the, you know, college, I was, you know, I was working in the bank and going to college at the same time. And then coming out, then I did some sales, uh, sales training. That was actually the best college I ever had was sales training. Um, and then, um, you know, I came back, I, I went to university in, in California because they didn't have my major here in Vegas. But then I came back here to Vegas to be with the family again. And then, um, so, you know, I just transferred here to back to Vegas, you know, with the same company. And, you know, then I went to credit unions, uh, that whole thing and insurance and from insurance kind of led me down this rabbit hole. And then I got this entrepreneur bug and I started with me and my brother, we started a recycling company uh, it was called Liberty Salvage Materials and had that for 10 years or, yeah, 10, 12 years, if I remember. And we sold the company, actually, and, uh, you know, for a profit. And um, it was very cool. And uh, and we didn't start, like, as a, rec a recycling company. It was actually called CND Construction Services. And we, we were doing, we were um, picking up the debris from, you know, we just got a truck, a dump truck started picking up the debris from the construction sites and have that kind of contract. And then we started seeing a lot of the construction debris that we were picking up was really good stuff. You know, I mean, it was <laughs> brand new stuff. It was lumber, metals, plastics, cardboard, you know, that was just uh, brand new. And we're like, well, instead of putting in a big hole, a trash, right? You know, what can we do? So we started getting really into other fields and it kind of, it was just a journey, you know? So that's why we started ERC of Nevada, which is more uh, helping companies, Fortune 500 companies go green, especially in 2008. And it was devastating 2008. And so we had to really pivot and really be, um, how to say, uh, I guess, entrepreneur. Re reinvent right? yourself. Yeah, and reinvent ourselves. So, well, we're uh, we're coming up on our uh, on a break here, and um, we're visiting with Tony Salazar. He's the founder and CEO of Maybill Academy, and um, I'm interested in hearing more of your transition into the ERC of Nevada uh, envir Environmental Responsible. Is it company or corporation? Company. Yeah, company. Yeah. And so. Um, because that led you to some really interesting experiences with the city and the county and so forth and so on. So let's go to break. We're going to come back in just uh, a minute and uh, hear more of Tony's story. He's built and sold multiple companies, um, seen millions of dollars flow through his hands and uh, helped uh, some really extraordinary projects come to fruition. And now he's taking all of his experience and giving back and helping others learn and grow and benefit in the same way. So 
Hang tight. We'll be right back. Thanks for listening to Finding Certainty. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Certainty Management can help create more certainty in your life with our deep discount health insurance options, even for 1099s, part-time employees, volunteers, and more. Pay less to protect yourself, your loved ones, and your team. Call 888-684-3122 for a free quote today. That's 888-684-3122. Visit us on the web at CertaintyTeam.com. That's Certainty, T-E-A-M, like Mary, dot com. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. If you're a nonprofit in need of funding, we can help. Certainty Management is a cost reduction firm that also helps churches, schools, sports teams, and other nonprofits raise unlimited zero cost funding. Best of all, you don't have to sell anything or ask for donations. Call 888 684 3122 to learn more today. That's 888 684 3122. Visit us on the web at certaintyteam.com. That's certainty, T E A M, like Mary.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Finding Certainty with Patrick Lang. Have a question for Patrick or his guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now, back to the show with Patrick. Well, you're listening to Finding Certainty. My uh, special guest this morning is Tony Salazar. Uh, He's a a very successful entrepreneur here in Las Vegas, Nevada, and a lot of different things throughout his career. We were just getting into how you went from uh, working in the banking industry and learning all about money, and then you decided you wanted to be an entrepreneur and started a uh, really a recycling company. You started just picking up uh, trash from construction sites, realized there was a lot of good stuff in there. <laughs> yeah. And started recycling. And this evolved into you getting in, yeah. into the ERC of Nevada, which is really, it's a consulting firm, right? It was, it yeah. was a consulting so, company focused on green, helping companies go green. I mean, right. Five. So let me, let me go back. So my first company that I made, it was called CND construction services. And it was to pick up debris from construction sites, mainly residential. So I had contracts with the big national builders like uh, party homes, Woodside homes, well, Lennar homes. And so, you know, Vegas was booming with construction and, you know, I saw the need and, you know, we started with one truck and, and we grew that company in six years, you know, from 2000 to 2006, actually seven, seven years. 
we grew the company pretty substantially big. We had at the end, we had uh, 150 bins. We had three roll off trucks. We had, you know, seven um, dump trucks. We had about 53 employees. Mm. Um, so it, it grew pretty big. And, and we saw, cause the things that we were picking up, the debris, there was, like I said, was pretty brand new. So we were like, well, we can recycle some of this, a lot of this stuff, you know, before recycling was trendy, you know, I saw this kind of trend going where everybody wants to go green. And I was like, well, we can start doing that. And so one of the first things that we did was we actually extracted, because 40% of our trash, instead of putting it in landfill, and, and actually, you know, our biggest expense, one of our biggest expense and CND construction services was our trash bill. So okay. I was like, well, how can I cut costs and make a whole other business doing that? So we would take the lumber because 40% of our trash was lumber. And so we started making products out of that lumber and it was called Starwood Lumber Products. And that was mm-hmm. another business. And then that led us to, well, a lot of people were like, wow, you're really innovative and, you know, had a good idea and we're making money and these two companies. And of course, we really pushed the new envelope and did Liberty Salvage Materials, which is a recycling company. And so now we had three companies and I'm, if you thought I was busy back then, I was even more busier. So mm-hmm. we kind of grew that way. And so we, so in 2008 happened, it was very devastating. Uh, and my banking buddies kind of started telling me, Hey, the, 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 uh, I, I remember going to seeing my mentors and so that's how mentors are so important in my life and should be for you too. Um, and one of them said, I remember try- wanting to, you know, get in the game because oh, the housing market was really hot. I mean, you could buy a house, or, you know, buy a house and then you have like 40% equity in it uh, in a couple of months. And so everybody was getting on the bandwagon. And I remember I had a house. It was my personal home that I wanted to take out money out of it to buy another house and do rental properties. And he's like, no, don't do that. And I was like, what? It's like, wait a minute. No, but it's hot. Things are going. And he's like, no, actually sell your house. So I actually sold my house and I went into an apartment. <laughs> my brother, some of my people that I, that they're like, you're crazy. You're crazy. This was in 2006, by the way. And so, so I listened to my mentor and like a year later, of course, everything about a year or two later, years later, of course, everybody knows the crash and the housing market debacle. And so we had a closed CND, CND construction, because it was all construction, Starwood Lumber. We had to, you know, close that down and, you know, fire people. And, and it was just a part of life. You know, you have these ebbs and flows in, in your right. life and you got to just be very creative. And so we kind of reinvented ourselves. So we had right. the Liberty Salvage. And we already had a lot of equipment from CND and we just kind of consolidated everything and really started teaching people, how, you know, especially the, you know, 2008, most people, I don't know if you remember TARP, the TARP money, there was, it was a grant from uh, one third of TARP money went to the Department of Energy. And there was this big push of going green in the Obama era. 
And so I really capitalized on that. And I really kind of saw it already. And we were just in the right place in the right time. I mean, we already had a recycling company. We already had a lot of equipment. Um, so that spurred us into the next, you know, I guess, segue into our, you know, right. we just pivoted and rebranded as so, Liberty Salvage more. So, so there's a um, principle here for mm -hmm. business that, and I don't think there's any, well, there's probably exceptions, but there's very few entrepreneurs who have not failed as they're getting their feet under themselves and as they're progressing and developing their own success story, their legacy, right? Mm -hmm. Most of them have gone bankrupt at one point. Most of them have lost or been taken advantage of or had the economy crush their business or something. And many of them, many times I've been through multiple failures and successes in my story and building our company, certainty management and our other company certainty global. And so it's a, it, it's a, it's a principle. It, one, it's a, it's an, almost an eternal principle. It's going to happen, right? We can't mm -hmm. control everything as much as we try, but two, the, one of the skills and talents for a successful entrepreneur is that ability to pivot and the ability to constantly be reinventing yourself. We do it all the time. We're constantly improving, trying to get better, learning from our mistakes, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So, so I want to get into our crypto discussion, but give us 60 seconds of what you did with ERC, because I sure. think it's really important. It, it, you were involved in some pretty big projects with the- uh, Yeah, so, so when ERC, so like I was saying, there was TARP money. And so I got a, uh, we had a uh, Department of Energy hired us to like, you know, because uh, they had this big $300 billion to disseminate, and it was all free money to municipalities only, so like your counties and cities. And so what I saw, an, a great opportunity is to be a consultant, you know, being consulting in, whereas it, you know, I would call, so I started just calling, that was my sales training again, I was calling all these uh, managers, the city manager or county managers. And I say, hey, just what are you going to do with your energy efficiency block grants? Do you guys know about that? And most of them, they didn't even know that they were going to get free money from the federal government. And of course, they had to apply just like anybody else. And, you know, they don't have a grant writer. So, or, or if they did, they didn't know the, all the ins and outs, but we did. And so we kind of helped you know, our cities and municipalities get those free monies and then create more jobs. Um, and then they started doing, and that was in 2008, nine and 10. Uh, here in Vegas, it's like the solar capital of the world. So there was this big, big, huge um, uh, company that was called Abangoa, a French company actually, uh, with uh, technology using Spanish technology. And if you go outside off of the 15 freeway here, going towards LA, it's on the California side and it's called these concentrated solar arrays. And, you know, a lot of companies started popping up, popping up with different technologies of solar and how to do solar different. Um, and so, yeah, I was involved in a lot of the financing part of it because of my banking background and, you know, getting all these institutions together, you know, in partnerships with the city and of course in partnerships with the private companies. Um, 
So to get these off the ground. Yeah, isn't it interesting how our careers evolve? Uh, They kind of manifest themselves, and it's never just one path. We pick a path, and we that's all we do. Very rarely are we on one path without these these um, offshoots and these different experiences. Yours, yours really evolved from your financial experience and your your desire to educate others, and then you were involved in construction. And then you're, you started to, to learn all about green energy even before people were thinking about it, you know. And right. So like my like experience a, from like the a bank. Jenga, you know, somebody's building yeah. the blocks of a Jenga uh, tower, and that was your career. Is is that a safe uh, safe comment? Yeah, it was just I kind of, and I don't want to say you. Sometimes you just kind of fall into it, but that's kind of rare as well. A lot of time is because of your background and my preparation from being in the banking side than being an entrepreneur and knowing how to run a business and and dealing with people. And then on top of that, with all my recycling experience I re- and construction as well, it kind of like all those languages, I knew how to talk to each one of that group set. And it was like I became the hub to put the put the deal together, right? Because well, if they, they would have done it themselves, they wouldn't even know. They wouldn't even know where to start. Right. Right. And I know we were talking about how it went on until so, you had clients like MGM and, and, yeah. Um, so, like a lot the of the world, casinos, world market and several of the casinos. And, mm-hmm. and I, I said, I mean, we were just talking yesterday. You said, yeah, I can pick up the phone and call so and so who is mm-hmm. completely inaccessible. You've got him on speed dial, right? <laughs> yeah. Because, well, because you're, you know, when you give, right. And without like, you know, I, on those, those are big projects and yeah, we, I made money for my time, but being an expert, you know, so when people, like when I talk to, um, the city of Vegas now, right. They like, Oh, Hey, what, what else deal you got for me? Right. What other monies do you have for me? So it's a little different. They treat me a little different, right. Because they, uh, they understand my heart and that I really, I'm there to really help and be an expert. If I don't, you know, and, and right. so, so well, when you, I, you've proven it, yourself, it, right? Yeah. It's not, so it's, it's not, it wasn't lip service. You walk, yeah, walk yeah. and didn't just talk the talk. Yeah. So it was not like I was trying to sell them. I was just wanting to really help and say, look, did you look into this? And if they didn't hire me, I was like, okay with it. I was like, okay, at least I, I drew their attention to this issue. Right. And how they can get money is right so nowadays that's how i get clients because i say okay i like to hear them and and say okay if you have a problem you know maybe i can solve it maybe i can't maybe someone in my network can solve it and so that gives you you know like your network starts to grow that way and i guess also being having experience in different realms helps also so yeah like i i had a, a lot of uh you know these clients that like mgm las vegas convention center we did their recycling program for them um uh for the department of energy so it's very eclectic right so you got government private companies too so well there those are not small uh, contracts those are those are pretty massive clients and you, you said a comment earlier, Tony, about how you're a curious 
person and you're always learning. You're always trying to understand things. I think you read more than maybe a lot of people do. You probably read manuals and read policies and, and that's what's made you um, such a great educator through Mabel Academy. You're helping teach people because you've taken the time to learn. And now not only are you educated, but you're also, you talk about having a big heart. I, I know you, I know from experience that you want to pay it forward. Right. But you do for free, you know, you're constantly giving back to the community and so forth and so on. And I think that when you're talking about legacy, that is the mark of a true, a truly successful entrepreneur is they're, right. they're giving back. We've got a couple more minutes till our first break. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, leadership. Where, do you go, where did it go from here and how did it go from there into Maybell Academy? Sure. Uh, <laughs> so uh, after selling our business and it was in 2018, uh, you know, so, sold our business. And I was just really, okay, what's next, right? And one of the things that I picked up was you know, I went back into banking, so I became a loan officer again, just like, you know, so I went back to my roots, what I knew, right? And mm-hmm. um, and because of that, it was a CDFI, it was a nonprofit bank that gave microloans for entrepreneurs. And part of that, uh, you know, I did that for two years, and I loved it because, you know, I really went back to really giving back my knowledge to to entrepreneurs and really seeing that glimmer in their eye uh it was really interesting and really you know it's just i guess it's fulfilling to me to see other entrepreneurs grow and have the same mindset of like my like you know thought thinkers just like me right people that that are like me that wants to grow and wants to have something different in their life yeah well uh, we're up against our next break, but sure. I know you went to work for the SBDC, the Small Business Development Corporation. Yeah, that was right after. So then after, because when COVID happened, of course, and just like 2008, it was, uh, so yeah, I left the bank and then went to SBDC because of COVID, because I really saw there was a big, huge wave of need that's going to happen because a lot of, you know, it's like the experience that I had in 2008 was duplicating right. in 2020. I totally agree 100%. I went through it. I had a business then, a consulting business that got crushed when the economy crashed. Literally almost overnight, we were out of business. But um, that's, it's fascinating. We're going to come back and continue this conversation because I want to leap into how you went from there to Mabel and crypto. And the hour sure. is passing fast. So... Thanks for being with us here on Finding Certainty. Looking forward to uh, finishing the conversation here. We'll be right back uh, in just a minute. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. If you're a nonprofit in need of funding, we can help. Certainty Management is a cost reduction firm that also helps churches, schools, sports teams, and other nonprofits raise unlimited zero cost funding. Best of all, you don't have to sell anything or ask for donations. Call 888 684 3122 to learn more today. That's 888 684 3122. Visit us on the web at certaintyteam.com. 
That's certainty, T-E-A-M, like Mary, dot com. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Certainty Management can help create more certainty in your life with our deep discount health insurance options, even for 1099s, part-time employees, volunteers, and more. Pay less to protect yourself, your loved ones, and your team. Call 888-684-3122 for a free quote today. That's 888-684-3122. Visit us on the web at CertaintyTeam.com. That's Certainty, T-E-A-M, like Mary, dot com. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. are listening to Finding Certainty with Patrick Lang. Have a question for Patrick or his guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now, back to the show with Patrick. Welcome back to Finding Certainty. We're continuing the conversation with my friend, uh, Tony Salazar. And uh, I've been talking a little bit about your journey, how it's been kind of like building a Jenga tower, right? You've got construction and recycling, finance, banking, got into the green movement, Yep. did a lot of consulting here in Las Vegas um, and on some very large projects. But through it all, I see this theme. And knowing you, I know this is a big part of it, as you've always wanted to pay it forward, give it, you know, give back. And in, in one of the best ways you could do that is take all of that experience and knowledge and share it with others. Mm-hmm. That's what you're doing with Mabel Academy, with mentorship. I mean, I know you mentioned it's an acronym, right? Yeah. Mentorship, accounting, banking, insurance, and legal. Did I get it right? Yeah, that's right. All right. So I want to go through your course now. And the more I learn about it, we got to talk about what that looks like. But in sure. fact, let me just... Quick comment, 60 seconds, and then let's talk a little bit about crypto. Maybe we'll do a whole nother show because you are a master at cryptocurrency and blockchain. I mean, we can uh, yeah. talking about that. And I and I just it's like a rabbit hole, right? There's a there's a lot to it. But so, you have this ability of breaking it down into simple concepts. And I know you do yeah. that through the academy as well. So 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 yeah through maybell i i teach crypto because it's part of finances right you know it's the new digital money um most people think uh blockchain and crypto is one and the same that's not true blockchain is just like the technology it's the brains inside of the the computer right so the computer has a brain right so what makes crypto work is blockchain technology and blockchain technology is not nothing new it's been around since the 70s um 1970s and most people don't even understand that um yeah we were talking about how money's been digital for decades right we yeah, don't a bag of gold into the bank we 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 can 
deposit our check on our phone, right? That is correct. So, uh, you know, 99.9% of all money or currency, actually, not money, currency is in digital format. So, um, and that's what happens, right? So through the banking system that we adhere to uh, from day to day, right? We, we log in in our back office and we see the ones and zeros and it's all digitized. It's not in physical cash or paper sure. money, right? Uh, I mean, you can go. And if anybody remembers in during 2020, during the pandemic, um, you know, even banks was, was, you had to make an appointment to even get cash out. So, right. and that was, became hard with people. And I guess that's my segue is like, uh, I really saw during the pandemic, you know, everybody was kind of staying at home. So I really started because I was working for the SBDC and helping people with their IDA loans and PPP loans and that kind of thing for businesses not to get into a screeching halt. And because what happened to me in 2008, I knew I had kind of like the solutions to like get people in the same mindset to pivot, to pivot, to pivot. And, and um, not just just because of a pandemic going down you can actually get creative with your business and kind of pivot to and make money. And some of my, mm-hmm. the ones that I've mentored through, they actually made more money through the pandemic than, than before. I know several who, who did. Yeah. They didn't and just so, freeze. Uh, and- I, I know I'm getting off topic, but uh, that kind of just segues into the next thing because and that's why I did Mabel Academy because to, for entrepreneurs to, and we were doing a lot of zoom calls and, really everything was online education and I was, you know, and I had my YouTube channel as well. So that, you know, in other words, I can give information in a very uh, efficient way. And so the crypto, I've been involved in crypto since 2013. And it was actually a buddy of mine from college. He said, Hey, uh, ever heard of Bitcoin? And Bitcoin was started in 2008. And of course, because, I mean, the whole premise of Bitcoin was to, because of the 2008 banking crisis, right? So to get out of that, and um, if you really think of, and it's nothing new, I mean, digital currency is nothing new, like I said, I mean, since the 80s, we were using ATM machines, and that's all digitized, Um, you know, debit cards and credit cards so Mm -hmm. if you really understand how things work in the background uh uh you know we're we're really using networks to uh, for payment right to to push digital money or digital currency and value through the internet right so uh bitcoin was established the same way but it's just instead of centralized like me uh visa and mastercard uh, are very synonymous to Bitcoin. And you're like, what? Wait a minute. Yeah. It's just the only difference is that Visa and MasterCard, their networks are centralized. So it's, you know, you have a corporation and you have management and you have a network of computers. You know, every single validator, they're called validators, by the way, The when you go to the store and you pay with your debit card and you slip in that and their debit card is the node that that little chip that's in your debit card that's embedded. That's called a node, by the way. And so you put you do this every single day. Most people do, right? 
and that's how they pay for stuff. And I mean, even cash is going away very systematically. And so, because for banks, it's very expensive to house cash. I mean, think about it. You got to transport it. You have to secure it. You have to have vaults for it. Um, but if I can have just a digital cash or, you know, currency, it's a lot cheaper. So yeah, that's why down. banks are one of pushing that. It would cut down on bank robberies for sure. Right. Well, yeah. M- most bank robbers are not, you know, sticking, you know, st- this is a stick up. Most bank robbers are cyber, you know, <laughs> cyber bank robbers. So, um, and because of FDIC, you know, your deposits are secured up to 250000 Now, if you're in a credit union, you're not in the FDIC system. You're in a totally different system, by the way. Um, so question for you, Tony. Uh, you know, I, again, I think we could do a whole other show on crypto. But before we end here, mm-hmm. we're coming up on the end of the show. Give us a, a quick understanding of how blockchain is changing the world as we know it. And how can we benefit in the process? How can we make sure we don't miss out on this trend? Because you're a trend watcher. You're yes. good at getting behind trends. Crypto is obviously the future. Mm-hmm. Give us a quick, your, just your, your thoughts on that. And how do like we- Like a high level uh, macro. Yeah, um, and how does the, the normal layman who's not an expert, how do they capitalize on it? Sure. So think think about it. So everything's getting digitized, and we've been seeing that because of the internet, right? So that the foundation is the internet, right? And so we don't use paper a lot of paper anymore, right? So let's think about all the things that we personally use in paper format. So paper format is your birth certificate, your death certificate, your marriage license, your driver's license, you know, your IDs, your passport, your all these are paper format IDs, right? Or your mortgage application, your title your, work, your yeah. legal documents, your- Yeah, even those are getting digitized now too, right? Like you e-signatures, right? You sign documents online now and it's becoming more and more prevalent. So let's push the envelope because of blockchain technology. And, and this is already here now, by the way, uh, in, in the state of Louisiana, actually you, you have a digital ID. Your driver's license is digital. Uh, they have a wallet and it's using crypto or blockchain technology, sorry, not crypto, but blockchain technology to secure your ID. Um, you know, yeah, with when, the, you, when you get pulled over, you're pulling out your phone, not your license and registration. Right? That is correct. Now they will issue you a, a, a paper format or whatever plastic format, but really the the state has all your ID through the DMV in a blockchain. <laughs> uh, the state of Utah, um, the state of Utah actually has marriage licenses on the blockchain already, where you can have records of your marriage license digitized, and you don't have to carry a paper one. You can have your wallet. Uh, it's like your Apple wallet or. <laughs> In your phone, it's your copy of your marriage license. And, um, you know, other states are already going to implement birth certificates for that. Um, I know Louisiana did that because of Katrina, because Katrina, a lot of people lost a lot of important documents. And so that's the reason why they implemented it because of that, right? And Uh all the the floods. 
Um, you looked at blockchain and and AI. You add in you know artificial yeah. intelligence as well. It's going to eliminate industries. I mean, it's already your yep. chat GPT has got every copywriter in the world running scared, right? You've got right. <laughs> you've got uh, title companies. I think will be going away. Uh, a lot yeah, we'll of think it, about we were it. talking so, about how attorneys and much of the legal is going to go away. Where attorneys will just be litigators and they'll be you know they'll be doing quality control or whatever but much of the legwork and the normal jobs that we have are going to become obsolete very yeah that's correct like for example i know like as a teller you're not going to see tellers because paper money is going to go away right um so why should i i mean you're kind of seeing that now you have a lot more uh banks that have dispenses right uh the cash with the machine and it's not a, a physical person counting the money in front of you exactly um uh so like tellers and then of course we were talking about real estate like think about that so i know a lot of government entities are going to start putting your title into um you know blockchain technology and so now you don't need escrow companies you don't need title companies because everything's going to be on a blockchain where it's just a click of a button and uh, so that makes it so you're going to need to understand how this stuff works and, uh, you know, right. to be to be more certain about your future, get you got to understand how crypto works. Well, that's a, that's just it. And it, it's becoming more mainstream. More people are starting to get involved and realizing that it's, <clears throat> it's here to stay. It's 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 the future. But I think you just hit the nail on the head and maybe the point we have to end on because we are out of time. But if you're not up to speed on blockchain, if you're not up to speed on crypto, you need to get there and you need to get there fast. I'm actually going to post a link in the description for the show uh, to a company that I work with that I am good friends with the founders uh, called Connect. It's uh, They offer a free blockchain academy that uh, you can get on and uh, go through little modules, learn what a NFT is, learn what a node is, learn what uh, Bitcoin and Ethereum are. And you actually can earn, uh, you can earn crypto for going through the modules. So uh, you can earn crypto for free. They'll educate you on how to do it. I highly recommend you reach out to Tony and learn through his Maybill Academy, if, especially if you're an entrepreneur, you're going to get crypto. You're also going to get a whole lot more. So, just in closing, Tony, how do they get a hold of you? Uh, how does our how does our, how do our listeners uh, learn sure, more? You can about go them? to our website, Maybill M A B I L Academy Club, and that's our website. Uh, you can follow me on YouTube. It's uh, freedomtv.info, um, or you can even Twitter on Twitter through Maybill Academy, or even LinkedIn, Anthony Salazar on LinkedIn, Maybill Academy. Fantastic. Uh, so yeah. Well, I appreciate you being here, my friend. Uh, I, I do think we should do a whole other episode and talk all about crypto, how to actually capitalize on it. We all want to get rich off it, right? We all want to, <laughs> we all want to have a uh, the financial benefits and the legacy. Sure. But we've been listening, or we've been visiting here with Tony Salazar. Thank you for being with us today on Finding Certainty. Watch for the future. We'll probably have him back and continue this conversation. But thanks for being here, my friend. I really appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Thanks for tuning into today's episode of Finding Certainty. 
We hope you've gained some more insight into how to create more certainty in your own business or nonprofit. Join us next week for another taste of the certainty experience. Until then, we wish you greater certainty in all that you do.